Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I like your pep. I like the spunk. I'm being all peppy. I she's, drank some caffeine. She's pepped it. She spunked it. I should have. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm here. I mean, we've had a hell of a wild week with all of the Vallow case stuff rolling out. It seems yeah. like every time you turn around, there's another crazy update. So I think we've encapsulated everything into our all of our episodes this week. But, uh, you know, here we are. Yeah. Here we are. And guess what? This is the Psychic Hour. So we are yes. so excited to be you on a very different topic. This is not a true crime show. No. This is our psychic show. Mm-hmm. And we did post around for uh to remind you to come with your favorite ghost stories. So what are your mm-hmm. we want to hear about your experiences with spirits, whatever you call them. Tell us about what you've experienced. Ask us mm-hmm. some questions about those things if you want to, because we've done a lot of work in that area and we can uh you know, support you there. Um, but hey, yeah, thank you for being there in the chat, you guys. We got innocuous yeah. RJ, Elizabeth, JR. Oh, good, RJ and JR. Right? If they're not both here, something's Denver. wrong. Yeah, Idahoan, um, Bianca, and Patsy, and Aaron. And Aaron. Welcome, welcome. Nice to have all of you here. So, we are doing a ghost story show. And not yeah. the kind that you tell about campfire, not that kind of show. On a dark and stormy night. No, not one of those. No, we want to hear your experiences. <laughs> right? We could tell some of those, but I don't know if you guys, it's not what you're here for. We could. <laughs> uh, no, we want to hear your experiences. So in the chat, please feel free to share some of your ghost stories, experiences with spirits, family members as they were crossing, however you want to classify that. Go ahead and type those up in the chat and tell us. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, we're going to talk about some of our own. Yeah. So, Katie, when you think of, like, your favorite story about a spirit, hmm. which one is it? Favorite. I should preface this with saying that I was really, really scared for okay. a lot of years of seeing spirits because I saw them when I was a kid. And I got scared. I would pee my bed at night so I didn't have to get out of it when I was really little because I was so scared at night because of the spirits in my room. So I, it took me a long time to get comfortable with having spirits showing themselves or, or randomly seeing them. Mm-hmm. But actually, one of my favorite uh, ghost stories is not one of my own. It's one of our moms. Mm. And there is this place called... Oh my God. I can't now. I can't remember what it's called. It's a little, it's a house in Idaho Falls that is, it's an old governor's mansion. And you wouldn't think it's a mansion because, you know, that was a long time ago that it was a governor's mansion. Hmm? The tea house? The what house? The tea house? Yeah, the tea house. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, but the lady that owns it has restored it and she has these beautiful gardens around it. And it's a tea house and you schedule specially with her and she puts on these beautiful teas and you go and have tea and you dress up and it's really fun. And we went there many times and one time we were there doing tea and she serves you and then she kind of goes on her merry way for a little while and then she comes back with the next course. And my mom, our mom looked up from her tea and saw a man that looked like he was dressed in like maybe 1930s-ish era clothing. Mm-hmm. Walk uh, down through kind of this hallway area and into the kitchen. Just walk through there. And mm. she thought that was so weird because she we thought that the hostess was the only person there. And so when she came in, my mom said, clear something up for me. I saw this man walk through and he was in these really old style clothes and I'm really confused about that. And she said, oh, yeah, he's here all the time. She said, honey, you just saw a ghost. (laughs) And it was just so commonplace. Oh, honey, he's a ghost. And yeah, she said he's 
uh, lived there, she thinks, uh, previously, and he just wanders through every once in a while. But it was just so fun. He just kind of wandered through our tea party. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool one. That mm-hmm. was a very cool one. Yeah. Now, there was a time that my daughter saw a ghost. Mm-hmm. This one made my hair stand up just a little bit. Yes. So we have a great-grandmother who killed herself and in, in a really, really violent way. She poured gasoline over her head and lit her. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Gas over her head and lit herself on fire. And she's still in her old house. Well, this house has a parlor, like an old fashioned kind of parlor. When we were kids, when we go there and you go in the parlor, you knew you weren't supposed to be there. Now she died long before we were born, but kids weren't allowed to be in there, you know? And so if everyone who stays in that house that has weird experiences, you wake up with more blankets on you than you went to bed with or less, oh. you know, and stuff. She really well, you didn't don't go in the parlor. Uh-huh. Ooh, or you will feel... You- you can go in the parlor now, but ooh, she did not. The, yeah. Just felt, I always felt like I should just get up and run out of there when I was a kid sitting in there. Mm-hmm. I always felt so unwelcome. Uh-huh. So we always knew that she was in the house and I'd had psychic experiences with her like through mediumship, but never seen her with my, you know, waking eyes. Cause I typically don't see that way. And we were there one time, we weren't staying there. We just swung by there on our way through. And I was holding my youngest on my hip. She was about three. And she's staring at the house, like right at the front door. And she said, who dat? And I looked at the house and I said, who? And she's staring right at the door. And she goes, that grandma lady. And I went, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bernice. Oh, my gosh. She, she can see Bernice standing there. Yeah. Really, that one just even though I knew she was in the house, I'd experienced her before in like you know, third eye stuff. But like for Mars to see her, that really kind of set my hair on fire. Yeah, that was a wild one. What about you? Oh my gosh, okay. So, probably one of my most startling ones we used to own a metaphysical store and spiritual center here in Idaho Falls called Healing Hands, it still exists. We just we sold it. And I was standing in the spiritual center and I had my Bluetooth on and I had been on the phone doing a reading for someone and the call ended. And then I heard all of this really fast little whispering, like I was hearing and overhearing a conversation in the corner. And then it just ended and I turned around and I looked around in the room, nobody in the room with me. It was like I overheard a conversation between spirits. And it scared me to death. And I God, are they, you know, my Bluetooth's picking them up or what? You know, and I'm looking at my phone to see if something was playing after the conversation or something. And no, nothing was. Um, Mm -hmm. And then a few days later, it happened again. (laughs) I never heard it again. But I just knew, like, there's some... There's somebody over there, like in the corner, talking about me, <laughs> you know, or something. It was very strange. <laughs> Quit talking it, about me. <laughs> and how to come through my Bluetooth was like mm-hmm. very startling. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. One time I was at Healing Hands seeing a client in my treatment room, and there was a stick light, like the stick lamps in there. And you know, they have mm-hmm. the kind of big knob thing on them to turn the light on and off, right? Well, I was uh, in the middle of a conversation with a client on the other side of the room. We were sitting in chairs with a table on the other side of the room. And out of nowhere, the knob came flying off of that stick lamp and landed in the middle of the room. Whoa. Like somebody threw it. Like it, it traveled a ways. It's not like it fell off. That would have just fallen off. This was launched. So not only was it removed from there, it was tossed. Yeah, that, that was, was a very much get your mm-hmm. attention kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It startled the hell out of the client. She was pretty shaken. And I was like, ah, weird. You know, and she was like, what just happened? I'm like, oh, I don't know exactly what just happened, except for, well, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Another time at Healing Hands, we were in at the big main uh, gathering room yeah. and something came out of nowhere and smashed into one of the windows. 
Oh my gosh. This, this was one. the weirdest experience. Because it was like, I was standing with my back to that window. Mm-hmm. Like I was right there. And it hit right next to my head. It was so weird. And you would think it was like a bird, right? But it, it left a powder imprint. Like the whole thing was in this kind of waxy powdery stuff that stuck to the window. It was, I can't really explain what it looked like, except for that it was just like the imprint of some, I don't even know what, that hit the window. We ran outside because we thought maybe there was an injured bird. There was nothing out there. No. We, we didn't wash the window for quite a while. We kept it there. Oh, yeah. because I think it was I just saw the picture of so it somewhere. Weird. Uh, yeah, we do. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah, that was very startling. We had mm-hmm. so many experiences at Healing Hands because oh my that God. is a really old building mm-hmm. that has had so many different people in it, different incarnations yeah. of businesses and things. But maybe we should stop with our stories and go to our chatters because yeah, we have a lot of stories here. Yes. Let's see what we've got here. So Megan says, I used to hear voices for years as a kid, full sentences with inflection and everything. Could tell age and gender pretty easily. Haven't heard any in years. She said there was a man who usually was scolding me, a little girl that wanted to play and was annoyed I wasn't answering, and a teenage girl who sounded like she was on the phone and annoyed. (laughs) Wow. We all know what that sounds like. We (laughs) surely do. That's really interesting, Megan. And it's interesting that you don't hear them anymore. Mm-hmm. Any idea why? Wonder if I wonder if you know why, Megan. If you just feel like maybe you kind of shut your your uh, intuition down a little bit, I would say that it's very possible that you could get that uh, that gift back or that skill back if you would if you wanted. Yeah. To. yeah. You know, and one thing that Katie and I always teach people is, if you have an experience with a spirit, talk to it. Mm-hmm. Say hello. What's oh, your name? So many times somebody you said here? to me, yeah, I saw an old man in the living room and I'll go, oh, what did he want? What? Yeah. What, did you ask him what he wanted? No. Why? I don't know. It didn't appear. It didn't occur to me to talk to him. I've heard that so many times. Well, if you can see him, you can probably talk to him and find out why he's there or what he's doing. So often there's a, there's something they're looking for, you know, Mm -hmm. and they'll give you some, some kind of idea of why they're Mm -hmm. there. Really interesting. Yeah. Bianca says, I used to have a spirit boy as my best friend as a child. I called him Mikey. And when I was five, he left. I have no idea what he was, what he was, but I clearly remember his appearance. Oh, Wow. You know, a lot of, we've heard that a lot, that children who have imaginary friends really are not imaginary. He was your brother, Bianca. He maybe got born or didn't, but he is, he identifies as your brother. Interesting. Curious to hear what, what, uh, what Bianca has to say about that. Yeah. In the meantime, Idaho Motorboaten, <laughs> it's a great username by the way love it when I was in high school I would have a horrible bad feeling and feel a presence and would see a dark figure in the corner of my room and sometimes in the hallway at the same time my mom was experiencing the same thing except she would feel something scratching on her back Ah. neither of us said anything to each other until years later I wish I would have talked to her back then about it but you know teenagers boy do we know teenagers Uh Mm hmm. Yeah. Very interesting that you were having the same experience, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes to show you had an entity in your house. Yeah, you sure did. Yeah. Jennifer says, I have seen one that liked to look like my daughter. She was mischievous Ooh. and to get my daughter into trouble. How interesting is that? Do you think that was a ghost or do you think it was more like an elemental? That's that feels what to I me like think really that. like fairy energy. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And the ability to change appearances, that mm-hmm. doesn't feel as much like a spirit as it does an elemental. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Aaron said, I'm almost addicted to haunted houses. That's how interesting they are to me, but too chicken to live in one. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, Aaron. All right. We all have to do what we do at our own comfort level, right? But if I ever hear of a place that is haunted, this is a big difference between me and Scott because my husband always just like when you, when you travel, he just wants to stay at like Bola Quinta, you know, like let's mm -hmm. play it safe. I want to stay in the weirdest place in town, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and years ago we were in Colorado, we were on our way home and we stayed in Laramie overnight. And there's this super cool haunted old hotel in Laramie. And I absolutely mm -hmm. insisted that we stay there. Like we had a fight over it and we stayed there. And, <laughs> and it was so haunted. It was so full of activity that it was just, uh, like I hardly slept. There was so much just passing through. I walked down a hallway by myself and there were just two ladies just wandering visiting in front of me in these long dresses. And I was just like, <laughs> and you wanted to stay at La Quinta. Yeah. Right. What the hell? Yeah. Well, I have a worse problem than you. My wife will not come within 10 feet of any of this stuff. She had mm -hmm. some really scary experiences as a child. She wants nothing to do mm -hmm. with any of this. So I never get to stay in a haunted hotel. We'll have to send those people to the La Quinta and we'll stay at the cool place. I think maybe we should. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Patsy says, during the last leg of a crap marriage and lying in bed wondering what happened, felt something like fingers combing my hair back. It went Aww. on for at least three or four minutes and believe it was my mother. Yeah. Sure it was, Patsy. Absolutely. Yeah. That's wonderful. I love mm -hmm. the one family member, you know, that you know has come back to comfort you or, you know, support you when you're struggling or something. That's really cool. Yeah. So RJ says the night of my grandmother's funeral, the light beside my bed turned on by itself. The day of the wedding, my grandmother's clock started working. It wasn't working before that day. It hasn't worked since. Oh, I love that. That's so love cool. That. Love it. Mm -hmm. Our mom would come. She had this old radio, one of those, you know, like big cabinet, oh enormous things. Yeah. And it didn't work. It would just be like fuzz if you turned it on. And so, and the kids would turn it on. It was in a back bedroom and it was annoying. So we had it unplugged. And after she died, so most of you guys know this, but if you don't, our parents had cancer at the same time. And when our mom died, our dad was on his last hurrah. And yeah. so he, he quit responding to chemo three weeks after she died. Like we really went through a couple of years of just a really tough time with both of them. And mm -hmm. uh, so we were at his house, like, well, daily between all of us, you know, they're taking care mm -hmm. of him and, and just being there with him because of course he was, you know, tremendously lonely. And at any rate, um, if she had an opinion going on about his care, <laughs> she would turn that radio on. It was always when like the nurse was there and we were discussing something or, or a decision was to be made by God, you'd hear that radio kick on back there loud, like turned up to the top volume, yeah. that loud fuzzy sound. And that was her going, excuse me, I have an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Sure was. Boy, did she. And that happened yeah. many times. Mm -hmm. Well, if you knew her in life, you knew she had a lot of opinions. <laughs> she did. And, you know, and we had a lot of mediumship experiences with her. But these were times when we weren't probably consulting her. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> musing about something, talking about how to handle something or what to do next or whatever. Yeah. And she would pop in there and make herself known so that we would, you know, yeah, let her be a part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. When we were buying clothes for her funeral, oh, she man. was so opinionated about what he was going to wear, yeah. which was just like her in life, man. She oh, was constantly gosh. on his ass. You're going to go you in know, that? Yeah. He was kind of a dirty t-shirt and old jeans kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was, you knew if they were going anywhere and he walked into the room, her first thing was, you're going to wear that shirt. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, they, and definitely he was wearing something that was not appropriate for the event mm -hmm. you know and then he'd say something like guess not <laughs> <laughs> but when we were at the mall a couple of days after she died picking out clothes she was so loud 
and so positive, and she insisted that he buy clothes for her funeral so that he'd have something to be buried in. Yeah. And we did do that. Exactly. We did bury him in those clothes because she'd already picked them. But yeah. anyway, that radio turning on was always that something. Was really trippy. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, so Jerry says my house is haunted, but I don't know who it is or if there are more than one. One turned the old heater on manually in August. Oh, Ooh, sure. There's an attempt to get your attention. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. A lot of times it is something that will really get your attention. You know, mm -hmm. like the radio or like the heater. Mm -hmm. So I would really think about, Jerry, who has passed in your life. Because that's mm -hmm. not just any old spirit. That's somebody trying to get a message to you. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Oriana said there's a ghost in the basement of Healing Hands. Yes, there is. There was also a ghost upstairs. We had a oh, ghost. This was probably the scariest experience we've ever had. Yeah, because I've never seen a spirit be able to do such property damage before. Right. So ongoing that that. Mm -hmm. it, yikes. So the when we first moved into Healing Hands, that was the metaphysical business that we owned for years. We had the upstairs part of this hundred-year-old building. And and some downstairs space, but we had what we called the ballroom. It had been a ballroom. Most recently, though, it had been a dojo. And they had these big wooden stand things mounted on the walls to that uh, they would put like swords and fighting sticks and, you know, wacky things or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> things, you know, smack you with kinds of stuff, things, whatever. Mm hmm. And they were mounted. We left them up because you couldn't get them down. They oh were like gosh, screwed, we glued. Yeah, yeah. Attached to those walls like nobody's business. So we had left them. And we came in one morning. And we knew that we had something hanging around upstairs because we had seen it. Several of our clients had seen it. The kids had seen it. Like we knew something was going on up there mm -hmm. um, that we had invited to leave a few times. That had And it, it, it had not left. But we got to work one morning. And one of those rack things was torn off of the wall and thrown. There was yeah. plaster everywhere. There was dust and paint and like it made a horrific mess. But it the was, strength of getting that off the wall, I can't even. There was no way. None of us, none of our, your husband, like nobody no. could have physically pulled that off the wall by themselves. No. That was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Like there was... But it, remember how it used to go in and out of the vent in the window? Mm -hmm. You'd hear there it. Was that fan that had kind of a vent into the window and you would hear it go out. Mm -hmm. it, would it would make this crashing yeah. sound through that mm -hmm. fan. It was mm -hmm. crazy, the stuff that would happen. You'd come in and something that had been sitting on a table on, you know, against the wall was laying in the middle of the room. And mm -hmm. there, it, that was probably the most active of anything I have ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. We worked and worked and worked and worked to clear that damn thing. Mm -hmm. We pulled out every stop. We did finally get rid of it. We did. I'll never forget. We were telling some of her <laughs> like healer friends about it. And this lady says, well, girls, it belongs to Satan. And so you need to ask Satan to come and get it. We were like, what? <laughs> uh, First of all, hmm. don't really believe in your version of hell probably but also what the hell are you talking about yeah. <laughs> i've never heard was that kind of a weird one yeah we were like i, I don't know yeah oh aaron i used to break into abandoned places but i stopped because i didn't want to bring someone back with me mm -hmm. legit Dude, have done that legit yeah have done that yeah mm -hmm. all right candace Candace said, my sister has had a gift her whole life. She can see spirits. And once they discover it, it really became an issue for her peaking in her college years. She tried to block it and get severe headaches. I wanted to help her as we are super close. We have always been open to the paranormal. We have a grandmother who would tell us of her experiences. Uh, Osage, Osage, Indian uh, lineage, although very distant, probably is what makes us especially open to the spiritual. And it always fascinated us. So I decided I would try to tap into what I could to help my little sister. Well, within three nights after focusing on it, the first night I had knocks at my bedroom door. 
The second night, I had a vision of a spirit staring at me with such hate, it paralyzed me. Possibly a dream, but I'd never had one like it before or after. And the third night, as I was about to fall asleep, I heard a growling voice call my name inches from my ear. It was then I decided I could not handle the spiritual on that level. So I prayed about it, kept some items on me that felt protected, and closed that door that I started to open. I have been a part of a ghost hunting team, and we have an EVP of a little boy laughing. When my sister, who came with me on that hunt, I mean, she sees them every day, so she's not too keen on hunting. And she says most of the time the spirits do not appreciate it. No, they hate it. But on this trip, my sister fell over a small swing bridge and a little boy's voice laughs in response. We had no children at the events and only one man who was not in the area at all. I am a skeptic, but that one gave me chills. I live in Selma, home of Latherin Tucker Wyndham, Mm -hmm. author of many books, but perhaps her most famous series is 13 Alabama Ghost and Jeffrey, her ghost that lives in her house. She wrote several books on the Southern states and their ghost stories. Check them out if you like ghost stories. I still believe I have encouraged 75% of all of my experiences have been when I am about to go to sleep through dreams. Mm -hmm. Usually if a family member has passed, I'll dream of them the night before, even if they aren't sick. I had a dream my sister was pregnant. She told me two weeks later she was expecting. These dreams are different and always stand out from the just the brain clearing out process that dreams do. Oh yeah. They feel very different. Yeah, Yeah, they do. Well, they feel so real. Mm -hmm. They generally, generally feel very, very real. I had a dream Mm -hmm. um, after my mom died of Mm -hmm. like walking down a hallway somewhere. And all of a sudden she was just standing right there in the hall Mm -hmm. wearing this beautiful red dress. And Mm -hmm. I just said, what are you doing? And she didn't Mm -hmm. really answer me. She just sort of looked at me, but it was like, it was so weird because it was shortly after she died. And so it was, I don't know, almost like her making Mm -hmm. her passage or something. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Lauren says, I was at my sister's house in Eastern Washington one time, and I heard a female voice call me by a nickname no one used for me anymore. I thought maybe my sister had come in and snuck in the back door to scare me, but she was still at work and no one else was in the house. How sweet. I love that. Yeah. I used to, uh, I used to have my grandparents' bedroom set. And shortly Uh after I got it, I had several experiences where I would walk into my bedroom and I would hear my grandma call me Chris Anna. My name Uh is Christy Ann. And Uh nobody calls, has called me Chris Anna except for her, but I would hear Uh her use that nickname, Uh you know, which totally blew me away but it happened many mm-hmm. times it hasn't happened for a long time but right after she died it happened many times oh yeah mm. that Did one you... man she brought yeah. me a dream that grandma not cool, not cool grandma yeah <laughs> not too long after she died she had like a billion brothers and sisters there were 11 in that family and a lot mm-hmm. of them had passed by the time she had and when she died we were like man the you know, the reunion in heaven that's going on right now, you know, because she was so ready to go. And so it was a good thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, a few nights after she died, I had this dream about this enormous party with all of these relatives that had passed. And it was so sweet and it was so fun. And I got to see everyone. And she had on this bright red lipstick, which made me laugh because when we were kids, she'd wear bright red lipstick to church. And it didn't match her at all. She had curly blonde hair, very pale, blonde. And she'd wear this like brick red lipstick to church every Sunday. And my mom was always like, why did she wear that lipstick? It looks terrible on her, you know, but she liked her lipstick. It was the only makeup Mm -hmm. she really ever wore. She wasn't a makeup wearer. But anyway, Mm -hmm. she had on bright red lipstick in my dream, looking like she wanted to, you know, dream. She said, oh, I have something for you. They, she called me Kate. And she said, Kate, I have something for you. And she turns around and grabs something and turns around and places a baby in my arms. And I was like, oh, no, you don't. What is this? And so I woke up thinking, oh, God, am I going to have another baby? I want to have a baby. 
I wasn't pregnant. I don't know. I don't know where maybe, the baby came from or where the baby went to do to get pregnant. She probably maybe did. That was she was push. always after me to have more babies. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three was not enough for her. But uh, oh anyway, goodness. that like shook me for a while. I kept thinking, my God, I'm going to get pregnant and it's going to be all her fault. She did this. But no, right. no baby. Did you see oh, that Bianca said that she did have a stillborn brother? Yeah. I think that little dude was your brother, Bianca. That's what he told me. Mm -hmm. oh, that's cool. Yep. Wow. Cranky says, we used to get visits from the couple that used to live in our house. It was built in the 30s, so these are older folks, friendly people. Oh, sure. Just coming to check in. Yeah. That's the thing. So many spirits that we've come into contact with over the years. They're not mean. They're not, there's nothing scary or bad about them. And often they're right where they want to be, you know, mm -hmm. and some uh, very often they are protective. Mm -hmm. They're hanging because they like to watch your kids or they have some connection to your family. And there's very, it's much less common to have to clear something that's negative than it is to just identify something that's positive. Yeah. Do you yeah. see Elizabeth's question? Uh, let's see. How do you know if your kids are oh. seeing spirits as opposed to imaginary friends? Well, I'm going to say that I think most of the time spirits are imaginary, or imaginary friends are spirits. Uh, I do too. I do too. I, I think they are. They just, they happen to see them. I would, yeah. the question I would ask is not, sorry, my makeup's bugging me and it's just, I really can't take it anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can't take it anymore. I, my question actually would not be personally, how do you know if they are spirits opposed to imaginary friends? I would wonder, are they human spirits or are they elementals or, you know, something like that? But because mm -hmm. if they're like really mischievous, getting into trouble, raising hell, you probably have more like a fairy type energy, an elemental, because they're the ones that do stuff like that. Yeah. So the thing that you guys, the thing I can tell you about spirits is when people die and they properly cross over to the other side, you want to call that heaven, you want to call it the other side, you want to call it, I don't know, whatever you the call it. Mention, whatever. Yeah. They leave some stuff here. They, there's not much of a frequency in, on that side of fear or anger or fear-based emotions. Right, And so if you're feeling spirits or experiencing spirits and they feel scared, they feel panicked, they feel angry, they haven't crossed over yeah. and they probably need some help mm -hmm. and they maybe will let you help and maybe they won't, but that's likely. So I, I'm just throwing that out there because some of you have probably experienced, you know, spirits that did not feel at peace to you and that would be why. But yeah. you know, most of the time, spirits cross right over it. It's mm -hmm. rare, but it does it happen. It does, but it is rare. Yeah. Uh, Candy says, my friend who died recently came to me in a full body apparition for at least 10 or 15 seconds. I had to turn away and look again. It was her whole body. I knew then how much my friend loved me. You bet. It's awesome. Yeah. Cammie says, when I moved into my home 24 years ago, I kept having strange things happen, and I honestly believe it was either my grandpa John or my great uncle. I always said hi and thank you. Well, that's the thing to do. Just acknowledge yeah. them. Yes. Do you guys have any idea how exciting it is for someone on the other side to actually get your acknowledgement and your attention? Mm -hmm. That's like elating to them, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Because so many people aren't sensitive enough to perceive their presence. Mm -hmm. Or are afraid of it. Yeah. You know, you might notice when you experience uh, spirits, a lot of times they feel cold. Mm -hmm. And when you watch a scary movie, you know, and the big terrible thing's about to happen, what do you see? So breath. often, <laughs> yeah. breath or even ice crystals form on everything. Everything gets cold. Yeah. And I think we've fallen for that Hollywood idea that, uh, you know, if you feel cold from paranormal, it's bad, it's scary. They just don't have a body. The warmth that you felt in that person was their body. It wasn't their spirit. Spirits don't have heat. So mm -hmm. they do feel kind of cold. 
that doesn't make them bad or scary. That's just no. normally how they feel. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mary says her house gets a lot of activity. That's cool. Tara also That's says awesome. she could not pay you. You could not pay her enough to stay in that hotel you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to La Quinta with the other two, aren't you, Tara? I know. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw this out here. Maybe the La Quinta's haunted. That's all. Could be. I mean, <laughs> have you guys been, have you been on the haunted Las Vegas tour? Come on. All the hotels in Las Vegas are haunted. Oh, you guys. <laughs> we... Oh, my God. We went on this, we found this haunted Las Vegas tour and we were so excited about it. And it was mostly a bus. There was a little walking too. We got out in a couple of places, but it was mostly a bus. Like they show you where Tupac was shot and where a bunch yeah. of gangsters gunned each other down and where hotels burned down and all this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, you, you had to meet like the seediest, yuckiest little casino you can even imagine. Like this isn't Fremont Street. This is worse. And it's off the strip. Yeah. And then they load you onto this stinky, yucky, dirty, billion-year-old clunker of a bus and drive you, like, you around. Are going to get us anywhere? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We laughed so hard. That, that was actually so much fun. But um, mostly because we weren't really sure if we were going to be taken out and get murdered or what was really happening here. But <laughs> we didn't it was see any ghosts. We really didn't. And they just basically drove by. Well, that's where so-and-so blow, you know, we got out mm -hmm. a few times, but most of it was just sort of, we were mm -hmm. driving past stuff, which was funny. Mm -hmm. That White House back there. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. So Candace says, also on my dreams, my sister has seen a lady in my parents' home her entire life. And it turns out my dad, who will not talk about spirits at all, and myself have dreamed of this same lady while in my parents' house. And we never talked about it until 10 years ago. She was the one I saw in my room staring at me with such hate when I was trying to tap into my spiritual gifts. Wow. Um, so everybody's had her around. Yeah. Weird. Interesting. Oh, Mary has haunted dolls and things people give her. Oh, haunted dolls. You guys, have you seen the documentaries about the Island of Dolls? Oh, yeah. You could not pay me a billion dollars to go to that damn island. Oh, I want to go so bad. I will well, so I will learn about your experiences. That one creeps me out. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, I did a report on this a while back on uh strange phenomena and mysteries. Mm -hmm. Uh done another show I'm on. So, on so this is an island in Mexico. It's outside of Mexico City. Mm -hmm. And in the 60s this guy lived on this little island. It's a whole, there's a ton of little islands right there. And people typically kind of have their own or their family has their own. Yeah. Well, this guy was, he was kind of a loner and lived there by himself and would go into Mexico City every day and kind of gather garbage and stuff and like just scavenge and build things. And he was mm -hmm. kind of a weird dude. Well, one day he saw something floating in the water by his island and he reached down and pulled it up. And it was a dead child. Mm -hmm. And he took the child back to Mexico City. And, you know, the people whose child had fallen into the water, they were reunited with her. And, it, you know, they were able to bury her. But it was just a really sad thing. The day after, her doll washed up on the island. And so he hung up the doll. He nailed it to the wall. He hung it up. And then he to his house. He kind of had this did. little shacky thing that he built. Yeah. So then he just kind of became a thing and he started gathering dolls. He'd go into Mexico City, he'd dig through the garbage, people would give them to him, and he just started hanging all of these dolls all over the island. In and the so some of them have been there. Yeah, in the trees mostly. Some of them have been there since the 60s. And so they're in all different kinds of decay and Breaking down and terrifying looking. Mm -hmm. And there's hundreds of them there now because people just keep bringing them and adding them. And he's yeah. now he's passed away quite a few years ago now. But now you can go tour the island. But is, and it, is it his still, nephew, I think, that, that, that manages the island mm -hmm. now? Yeah. You have to take a boat to get there and you can walk through. And sometimes people still bring dolls there. 
And oh man, it is chilling and weird to see all these weird ass dolls hanging in all these weird arrangements. And mm-hmm. it is. I don't know. Weird. I don't know if I could tolerate it. The the I've watched several um, documentaries on it, and I find it absolutely horrifying. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah. I, well, Anna says, when I was small, I saw two Victorian children in the middle of the night hanging around my sister's bed in my childhood home in the UK. Uh, they didn't feel friendly. And a lady on the mm-hmm. stairs who was trying to talk to me, but I couldn't hear her. Wow. Interesting. Lots of activity there. In that house at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Mary says, can you tell me what sits on my bed every night? Put curtains up on the canopy, but it still happens. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mary, this it does not feel uh, nefarious. This feels to me like somebody who keeps an eye on you. I actually don't think that you know them. Like, I don't think you know them or knew them in this lifetime. This is somebody that you have a soul connection to. I think that you have had a kind of a loneliness in you your whole life for someone that you don't have. And I think it's this spirit that is deeply connected to you and didn't uh, come through in this lifetime for whatever reason. And so continues to keep an eye on you. Yeah. It's a, it's a male spirit. He just, he's keeping an eye on you. He loves you. Yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah. Oh, crazy okay. that my mom had a miscarriage before she had me. She never talked about it, but I always wondered about him. Her, you might be that spirit cranky. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot when people miscarry. Um, a lot of times they'll just, the next time they get pregnant, they have that baby. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes the vessel is just not right, you know? Yeah. So they just try again. Yeah. We have a brother who died at four months and mm-hmm. we've had some experiences mm-hmm. with him. The weird thing about him, though, is that, he, you know, because he was an infant when he died, mm-hmm. but he always looks to me to be about 30 when I see him. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen him in dreams and stuff, especially when our parents passed. And it was always strange to me because I knew who he was, but I didn't. But it wasn't because I recognized him. Right. You know, because he was this mm-hmm. tiny baby when he died. Yeah. So just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tara stayed in a cabin in Zion and someone rubbed her leg at 2.30 a.m. They checked out the next day. Yeah. Places like that that have been used by literally hundreds of thousands of people, you know, Zion, like our cousin's going to Zion this weekend for Memorial Day weekend. And she said there will be like an easy 100K people in Zion. Mm-hmm. Just the buildup of energy and the buildup of the energy of experiences in a place like that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So much. Yeah. Where are we at, Elizabeth? Yep, Elizabeth. Elizabeth said half of my wedding guests stayed at the Marriott instead of the hotel we chose because they heard our hotel was haunted. Hello, it was New Orleans. Everything is haunted, even the Marriott. Oh, I'll bet. <laughs> so true. I have stayed in the old Fremont Hotel in uh, New Orleans, and it is so cool, but so haunted. It really, it it was kind of scary. I was there for mm-hmm. work, and so I was there with coworkers that didn't really understand and so I felt and saw a lot in that hotel but I didn't really I I didn't really have anyone to talk to about it so all I remember is that it because it was a long time ago now yeah it was felt very very haunted at the time Mm -hmm. yeah Oriana said I've been told that I have a group of spirits that around me children pets etc I can't see them I want to know or at least know they're there Oh, yeah. I, I think that they're not always the same, Oriana. I mean, your mom's around you all the time. She's always cracking, you know, she's funny. She's like a smart ass. She's always cracking a joke. Um, She's around you a lot. But so I think, but and yes, you do have a little crew that you, you know, kind of troll around with. But I don't think they're always the same, you know. I feel like depending on what stage you've been in your life. Though I do feel like you've had a girl around you, like 12-ish has been around you for a good part of your life that's kind of stuck with you. But yeah, they're around you for sure. Yeah. 
I know it's hard. Sometimes we can feel them and perceive them, and sometimes we can't. That's just part of this 3D reality. Mm-hmm. Lauren says, I love cemeteries. I went with my boyfriend at the time to Europe for a month. We went to at least one cemetery in every city we visited. I had so many feelings from so many of the cemeteries we visited. Lauren, you're a girl after our own hearts. We love cemeteries. Solidarity, Lauren. You bet. Sarah says, when I was a single mom, I had a ghost who kept unlocking my deadbolt after I went to bed. I know it wasn't my kids because my oldest wasn't tall enough to reach the lock and my youngest was still in a crib. After a few days, I very firmly told him to stop. And the next morning, the deadbolt was still latched. But my keys had been moved from the basket I kept them into the back of the toilet. My whole family <laughs> has had experiences with this ghost. We call him Harvey. Yeah, he thinks he's funny <laughs> as hell, doesn't he? Yeah. Just wants you to know he is there and get some attention. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to, like, assign him something. Like, you're allowed to move this soft Nerf football around the house. <laughs> Can't touch anything else. <laughs> This is yours, Harvey. Nothing else. Right? Uh, Mary says, whatever sits on her bed wakes her at 3 a.m. It's tiring and doesn't show itself to me, but it's heavy. Mm -hmm. We Mm. can tell it to stop doing it. Mm -hmm. I would tell him to knock it off. I would acknowledge him, Mm -hmm. tell him that you you know he's there, you get it, you appreciate the check-in, but quit waking me up. Yeah. Idaho Motorboat and says going to New Orleans is on my bucket list just because of how much energy is there. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I want to go to it's the cemeteries. Amazing. Yeah. I want to go to the too. Voodoo Queen's vault. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jerry said it sure did get my attention. It happened twice. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. Now, now, uh, Bob's got a question for you. Yeah. So he said, when you did a segment with Justine on the morning show, did you visit the old studio at KIDK? There was stuff that went on there. Bob, do tell. No, she came to Healing Hands. So he's referencing a news uh, bit that I did when we had Healing Hands. Um, she yeah. came and did a little thing on a on our business, you know, at one of the reporters. And I gave her a reading, a card reading on the show. And <laughs> outed her uh, really politely because I could see what was happening. And I wasn't trying to call her out that she was moving. Yeah, and that's right. <laughs> She hadn't told anybody. And it was, yeah, like the whole reading was like career change and move. And so, and I could see it in her face. I was so, anyway, when it was, so I was like really, uh, I was really careful with it and didn't call her out. When it was over, she said, I have already accepted a job somewhere else. I just haven't put my notice. (laughs) So yeah, she was moving. She was leaving. Yeah. That's fine. That was hilarious, but no. So please tell us. That's awesome. Yes, please do. Oh, Trish remembers when the bird hit the window. We still don't mm-hmm. know. That was crazy. It's the weirdest thing. Oh, Elizabeth said Idahoan is really fun and cool and creepy all at the same time. Mm. No, she's Let's talking see. about. She's talking to Idahoan about um, New Orleans. Oh, good lord! Okay, I'm like Idahoan, like the potato plant. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh. I've not ever heard any met. If anyone knows, <laughs> never mind on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mary said her husband slept on her side after surgery, and it woke him up every morning at three a.m. <laughs> wow! This jerk. Megan said that she got caught in that Zion cabin too, and it was throwing her cell phone and laptop across the room. Oh, that's funny. Mm, wow. Looks like Zion's got some stuff going down. Hey, Moonbeam. Glad to have you here. I know some yeah. people are saying they're having trouble sending a message. If it's very long, go to the stream, the stream on our Facebook page to send it because YouTube limits your characters and Facebook doesn't. So yep. go to True Crime Paranormal on Facebook if you're having trouble getting a message to go through. Gigi said she was having trouble. Mm-hmm. Tara said yeah. I had a baby. Tara. No, Tara. We decided this once before, right? I think so. I had a babysitter quit watching my son when he was two because he was talking to Angela. He would describe them as men with weapons. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But one of the little ones at my daycare was her mom called me on a Sunday and she said, okay, I'm freaking out right now. So maybe help me with grace because she was about three. She's, she's sitting here on the couch talking to two men. And she told me the cops shooted them with guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yes. She's like, tell them to leave and get the hell out of here right now. <laughs> shooted them. That's shooted right. Them. Yeah. Kev said Let's I had a spirit see. of a young girl. That would visit me as a child. It it lessened as a teen. As a young adult, she began visiting again. One day, she led me to a hidden scrapbook that revealed the birth and death of a newborn. It ended up being my sister that was born nine months ahead of me. Oh, wow. Wow. That is super cool. Wow. So she uh, really wanted you to know she was your sister, Kev. Wow. Elizabeth said, my 3.5-old daughter has named all of her babies Cece from Cocoa Melon. Cece was named after Chris, Chris Watts' daughter. Oh, wow. Oh, dear. Wow. Yeah. I would love to make a bucket list of haunted hotels. Me, too. Something we should get right on. Yeah. Yes. Kat yeah. said, I saw a bluish apparition when I was about 10 years old. He was standing up against the wall. I can still see him. When I see him, I turned away and looked right back and he was gone. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So Coco Melon has named three of their main characters after the Watts kids. Oh, nice tribute, but a little weird when my daughter talks to them. Yeah. 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 Oh, Tara had a babysitter quit because her two-year-old son was talking to angels. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. The first time that message came up, it said they were talking to Angela, and that's exactly how I read it. And I've been wondering all along, who the hell is Angela? Okay, now I understand. We get it. Okay. And many of you are on my team of no to the island of dolls. Mm-hmm. Right. And some of you are very much on my team, and we're going to the island of dolls. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You guys go stay in the La Quinta, and we'll go to the island of dolls. Look, I'll do a lot of things, but I don't know. That island of dolls. Whew. I was more freaked out watching the documentary I watched about the boat ride mm. and here's why the boat looked like it was really hard to get on and off of and I was oh. like I don't know if I could do that you know every That's single all. time I've seen it they ride a boat in the dark and they go there at night yeah and I'm like are you completely well it's part of the charm yeah the charm <laughs> gotcha okay the charm. yes okay Aaron says I once saw a little girl human form in a fire once when I was little. It probably was an elemental. Yeah. In a fire it would have been. Yeah. yeah. Kind of amazing that all hotels aren't haunted. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Yes. Mm. You know, you guys want to know one of the most haunted places we have ever visited? Theaters. Yes. Not like the movie theater, like old no. playhouses. Like old playhouse. Yeah, like performance theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We visited a few of them and had all kinds of psychic experiences. And if you talk to people who have worked in or performed in theaters like that, they will tell you stories that will blow your mind. There's a ton of that. Yeah. 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 We've had some really interesting experiences there. Oh, Oriana said her mom is around her. She's so funny. She kills yeah. me. She, her, Oriana's mom is as funny in death as she was in life. Yeah. She's always got a joke, a crack. An insult, something. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Maureen says, my parents have one at their house. We think it's a native boy. Are we right? I'm not sure about the ethnicity. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't really see necessarily. I don't know about that. I can't say that. I do see, Maureen, I do think that there is a boy there. I actually think that there's two boys there. Um, not always, mostly it's the one boy that, uh, I can see him running up and down stairs and up and down halls. You know, one thing to realize is that, um, ethnicity is physical. Mm -hmm. It is not, uh, spiritual. Therefore, when we cross over, we don't have an ethnicity. 
So it can be difficult yeah. to determine. Yeah. Sometimes you can tell by what someone is wearing if you can mm-hmm. see them. True. But I mean, it's gender is kind of the same way. That these are physical constructs that we don't have in spirit form. They don't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lots of us want to go to Nola. Mm-hmm. That needs to happen. Okay. Cammy has been to the cemetery in Seattle where Bruce and Brandon Lee are buried and instantly was overwhelmed with a sharp pain in her torso and great sadness. Oh. And also been to Hendrix's grave. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Interesting. Um, Innocuous says, I've heard of various reasons for night terrors. I've had them since childhood, early childhood. What is your take on the causes? Well, we generally see that as you sort of leave your body partway uh-huh. in the night and become yeah. very ungrounded. And so gen- uh-huh. usually our prescription for that is a big chunk of obsidian under the foot of your bed to yeah. help keep you grounded. To help, help you stay grounded. Yeah. My daughter Mars got kicked out of the Girl Scouts over night terrors. <laughs> yes, she did. It's <laughs> true. We, we are the weirdest freaking people. And she hadn't had one in quite a while. I didn't really think about that when mm-hmm. I sent her to Girl Scout camp. And it was like nine hours away. It was a long ways from home. And it was a two-night ordeal. And after the first night, a very cranky Girl Scout leader called me and said, you didn't tell us that Mars has night terrors. And I was like... Oh, she had one because it really it had been years. Well, apparently she had a night terror, was running around their cabin, screaming and crying and scaring the shit out of all the other girls and kept trying oh. to get out the door. And the cabin is like right on a lake. And so, you know, the leader was scared to death that she was going to run right out the door and go drown herself or something. And so she had to sleep in front of the door. But anyway, apparently went on for quite a while. They didn't know that you just have to put her on the toilet and that wakes her up because yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. They were so mad. They were actually really mean to her about it. They were mean to me too, but I don't care about that. The second night, the leader was so dramatic. She was so tired from having to sleep in front of the door the night before. They made her sleep in a cabin with people she didn't even know. And it was not fun. By the time she got home, she was just pretty, you know, over Girl Scouts and we quit. Yeah. (laughs) Dang it. Yeah. Oh, but I do get it because one time in the winter, she tried to get out of this house and Scott and I had to pin her in bed in between us to make sure she didn't run outside into the bitter cold. So I do get that part. And I do appreciate Mm -hmm. they didn't let my daughter drown in the lake because that wouldn't have been good. But yeah, our youngest sister, Kara, had them terribly when we were kids Mm -hmm. and she would run around the house screaming at the top of her lungs, turning on every light. Yeah, it was a very jarring experience. Mm-hmm. Every time it happened. Yeah. It happened for a long time. <laughs> and our parents yeah. were in the basement and we were on the main floor of the house. So, you know, my mom would hear it start happening, you know, mm-hmm. and, and she was the same thing. Stick her on that mm-hmm. toilet and she'd shut up. Yep. <laughs> she'd stop. Yep. Who, did, who do you think I learned that trick from? It works. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. But the screaming and turning on every light in the house, she'd run in every room and flip on all the lights. Mm-hmm. Just shrieking oh. with nobody home. No. Yeah. Nobody home. Well, the first time my oldest had a night terror, he was like not even one. And we took him to the emergency room. It happened in the middle of the night. I didn't know. It was scary as hell. There was something wrong with this baby. By the time they got us in and saw us, it was over. And he was just happy and cute and laughing and smiling. And the doctor was like, do you know what night terrors are? (laughs) And I went, yes. (laughs) He said, well, I think he had a night terror. Yeah, he did. Dang it. I just didn't know a baby would have one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Maureen says they say it's a state between asleep and awake. Yeah. We sort of get stuck. And yeah. that's where we feel like what happens is that your, your, your spirit body and your physical body get partially disconnected. And yeah. You have to get yourself back in your body. And that's why yeah. a big grounding stone in the foot of your bed usually does the trick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bob's uh, got more messages for yeah. you. From yeah. there. So this is from a news station in Idaho Falls. He said, I heard things from coworkers about things that happened over the years. I don't remember specifics of anyone else's stories, but I had a couple on my own. 
I spent most of my time in the building alone doing the overnight shift on the weekend. I could hear footsteps in the hall behind the control room. It wasn't scary. It just kind of felt like he was doing his rounds. Oh, probably so. He probably yeah. was. How interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Aaron said theater people are always big energy. So that makes sense. <laughs> that is that is really, really true. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think yep. Aaron says, I think I talked to lightning once or it talked to me. Wow. It shoved images of friendship into my head. Rapid fire. What the heck? Wow. Dude, I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. I would guess that was probably some kind of a not spirit, like not human spirit, another kind of yeah. elementally Something. kind of spirit that, yeah, that came through lightning. Because, and the reason I say that is because lightning is uh, got a lot of energy in it. And it does take a fair amount of energy for spirits to be able to come through. Some of them get really, really good at it, though, you know. But uh, at any rate, that's, uh, so that's what I'm thinking that happened, Erin. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So let's finish up with this last thing from uh, Tara. Yeah. Um, are you doing any readings tonight? Which we actually aren't. We're basically done, but we can finish with, we can finish up with this question. Yeah. Uh, I took care of her for 12. My mom died two years ago. I took care of her for 12 years, last few months through hospice. Are we good? She never said any positive things to me while she was alive. She called herself a pill, Tara. She, she said I was a pill, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, mama, you were. She said she was just so full of un unha unhappiness. I'm trying to get that right. Unhappiness and discomfort. That she mm. said she also, um, she had this idea that as a mother, you had to constantly be correcting people or improving people around you, which came across um, as being very, very critical. She yeah. says she realizes now that um, she got really lost in that and didn't realize at all, didn't want to realize, I think, how harsh she was. Uh, mm -hmm. Tara, she says, you guys are more than good. She says, you were her angel on earth. She says, she was my angel on earth. She did everything for me, even when I was so unkind to her. Um, I didn't want to be here anymore. Yeah. So she mm -hmm. wants you to know that she is very sorry. That that's the way her, she said she just got so jaded and bitter and angry and unhappy. She didn't even like herself, you know, like she just really got mm -hmm. to that place. Um, but she wants you to know how much she loves you and how much she appreciates everything you did for her. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, babe, you're more than good. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. Well, thank you all so much for being here and sharing your stories with us. That's so much fun. We knew it would be. Yeah. So uh, it's Thursday night, which means that we'll have a couple of pop-ups over the weekend, and then we'll be back on Monday with a brand new case. Yeah. Thanks for sticking in with us for all this time, yeah. all of you. We really appreciate it. Um, yes. We do have a what? Oh, I was just to say patrons. Uh, yes. Patreons drop today and tomorrow. So yep. watch for that. That'll be the Patreons for me. We're sorry that we suck. They are late and we know that and we just yeah. have been so sick. So yeah, we're, we're going to do better and, and stop sucking. But that's why, you yeah. know, well, as you guys know, we've been a hot mess this month, but we did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That wasn't on purpose. I'm not looking for sympathy. But <laughs> <laughs> if I try and laugh, it'll get me every time. Anyway, yes, you guys, uh, thank you. And thanks for being yes. patrons if you are and Absolutely. for supporting us. If you want to be a patron, Head over to truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com and you'll find our Patreon page through there. Or just go to Patreon and, and look for True Crime Paranormal. And if you do that, then you can join our, you know, join the Patreon and then you get a little extra content from us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, two two shows a month and uh, we really have fun. We we plan some really special stuff for over mm -hmm. there on our, our Patreon. Oh, you guys, the Patreon, the Patreon that dropped today is about the mother God cult, the yeah. mother God fiasco. If you guys have not heard about this. Yeah, that's a really good Ooh. one. And another very interesting way in which um, DNA wins yet again. So check those yeah. out over on Patreon. We will be yeah. back 
you know, over the weekend and on Monday, as we always are. And you guys know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.